Hi, this is Cardi. And this is Ali. And welcome back to another episode of Creative Corporates, a podcast on career conversations with those starting out, switching out, and anything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about what we learned about September that we're taking forward into our lives post-lockdown now that we've arrived in October. So exciting. And again, so for those who are tuning in from our last time and for context, Cardi and I decided to do September in order to really connect with our friends on something other than COVID, um, get outdoors, kickstart some of our fitness regime, and just really have a chance to do something outside of work. Look, there were some ups and there were some downs, I think we can say. Um, but overall, like, I think we really pushed ourselves, you know, outside our comfort zone, which is what we wanted. And so we just wanted to share a little bit about, you know, when we're reflecting on it, what were some of the great things that we've learned along the way that we definitely want to apply, not just to fitness, but more broadly into our lives as we kind of move into October and beyond. Um, so I guess, Cardi, what do you want to say is like your top lesson from September? Okay, so my absolute number one is intensity always wins. Okay. And so by way of example, we had this conversation of the difference between doing, say, 10,000 physical steps around whether it be the house or outdoors in comparison to, say, doing 30 minutes or an hour of intensive exercise by way of a fitness class, a HIIT workout, um, or a particular type of dance or boxing that would be the equivalent of doing 10,000 steps based on the way that the September app calculates. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was definitely that notion of work smart and not hard. And why that's important is, for example, like if we had started with what's the criteria on how to actually make the most of your time and what if you're going to have an hour spare is the best conversion rate and start from there, then I think we would have planned that out better to say, okay, I might not enjoy, I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone, but I might not enjoy a hit class. But if you're telling me that an hour or, or like two half hour hit classes is better for me at the end of the day in terms of ranking, then going for the equivalent time for a walk, my competitive side would say, let's just invest in the time. Yeah. The catch there is as well, I think at the beginning, obviously, we knew that you could log activities. And I knew that obviously there was an aspect of them that did give you more steps, but I didn't have the exact details to how much higher the conversion was. And so because of that, I just thought, no, let's just increase the steps. Let's just get outdoors. It's good to get some vitamin D, good to just get some fresh air. But really, I needed that detail to have pushed me over the edge to have committed to daily fitness workouts as opposed to magically trying to find time walking around the place indoors at the middle of the night at nine o'clock because I hadn't made the 10,000 steps. But once I'd made that realisation at the last minute, I'd made a really big change in the way that I was doing things. Yeah, so where I think people can take that lesson and apply it broader than just fitness is the idea that, okay, for example, if you're a student, look at the assessment criteria first to go, okay, I don't need to write war and peace. I don't need to specifically go, what are the 
like learn the whole textbook. It's like, what am I getting assessed on first? And then focus your effort on that because if that's the way the education system works and that's a rubric for an A, then applying that. Vice versa, if you're at work going to your boss when you're given a task, what does good look like before you start? So again, the effort you're putting towards is helping you work smarter and making sure the effort you put in has the highest return. And on that note, I would say that the same applies though when you're running your own project. Sometimes time doesn't help improve the situation because we all procrastinate. So sometimes you're better off actually just setting a one-month project deadline and going, well, how in the world do I make this work? And you just find a way to make it work. So that would be the other takeout for me. So let's jump over to you, Ali. What would you say your number one takeout is? I think my number one takeout is definitely the importance of always surrounding yourself with those who are better than you. Um, So our other two girlfriends, Marissa and Lauren, I would say comparatively are like Olympic athletes compared to where we were on the fitness scale. So seeing how much they were logging every day was like enough intrinsic motivation to be like, or extrinsic motivation to be like, okay, like if they can do it, surely I can do a little bit more. And setting that standard so high meant we were more likely to step above what we would normally do compared to, for example, if we were around people who are the same fitness level as us, we might not have gone so hard. So again, applying that more broadly, a lot of people say like never be the smartest person in the room, otherwise you're in the wrong room. Like you always want to be around people that are pushing you to extend yourself further because that will naturally lift you up because they're setting the benchmark, which was great for me in terms of understanding then like, again, maybe I am a type A personality in denial. And so having that like competitiveness to go, oh, if she can do it, then I can do a little bit more. And look, did I get close to their scores? No. Was it better than my personal best last year? Absolutely. Yeah. And that ties in as well. Like I said, what we take forward from it is the concept of the mastermind group. So Mm. being surrounded by other people that can even provide some sort of mentorship or being able to bounce ideas off each other, being able to be a soundboard and take your ideas and just your level of what you think you can do to just a whole nother standard. Absolutely. And then I think the next, I guess, my begrudging lesson um, that I think Cardi did really well and I did not was the idea that consistency wins every time. So when we were going through, Cardi, you were definitely on the like standard 10,000 steps every day being really consistent in logging. Just. 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 Like hit hit the ticket off your list. And then keep going. And I went from, for example, doing some days where it was like 620 steps. Yes, you heard that right. So then to make up for it, I would be like, okay, by the end of the month, I'd had to log like four or five hours of like intensity sessions just to compensate for those weeks. And that's obviously not a sustainable model compared to 
having the longevity of building your fitness across the month. And it's also another way of setting just a habit in general. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, getting fit, just doing something new, if you want it to be at ease and not to go in the too hard basket, it's just about the consistency of doing it at the same time every day so that you then don't have to think about it. It's like waking up naturally in the morning, having your breakfast at a particular time, brushing your teeth. Once you just get into the flow of it, it's, you know, a no-brainer. And I think that takes me to sort of my next main takeaway, which is that something that the other girls had shared was that you'll always find time to do something that is a priority. Yeah. And if you have, whether it be a timeline of one month of intense focus, that's just going to take you to places that 12 months of on and off can never Maybe that requires, you know, sitting down in your schedule and just thinking, is this something that I can commit to for just one month? Is it something that I can do for a fortnight? But setting something that's realistic and tuning all the other noise out will really help you achieve what it is that you set out to, particularly as we're now in October. We've magically got, what, three months left in the year. And so I think everyone's got this really big push to go, I really want to make 2021 better than 2020. Yeah. And so what's the way that I can do that? Maybe it's by trying to actually focus on something, one thing per month, so that you come out at the end of the year, catching up with friends and being able to talk about the ideas or the projects or just, you know, interesting things and hobbies that you've been working on. Yeah. And I think even, even more intrinsically, it's like, I, I did time well spent. That's not good English, but you know what I'm saying? So you know, you want to make sure, okay, like there wasn't a lot I could do in this time, but I actually did move the dial on something that was important to me through using this method of like a bite-sized focus time of a month on month. And ultimately what you want to learn from that is you just want to feel a sense of progress. You know, progress doesn't need to mean 10,000 steps. It's not about you know, obviously we we all have different standards, but for you to feel a sense of the purpose, a sense of fulfillment, that's all you've got to do. You've just got to see some sort of progress. So absolutely take the time out now before we fully out of lockdown in a week or so. Can't wait. Um, Oh, we all can't. (laughs) Um, But to list out what's the big picture of what you're trying to achieve, you know, Yes, absolutely, you need to focus on the daily things, but if your daily three goals aren't, helping you get to your big picture goal at the end of the year, then it's got to go. So that was definitely a big takeaway. Yeah. And for those who maybe work with more of a stick versus carrot approach, which was definitely mine, I think what was pushing me in terms of my motivation was not necessarily to be number one. I think the allure of being the winner wasn't the thing that was motivating me. It was fear of being the loser. And by that, I mean, as it was like a high stakes challenge, we had personalized penalties if you didn't achieve those goals. And for someone like that really worked for me because it was very specific to something I didn't like to do. So I think my specific penalty was I would have to like eat a chili and I like can't even do like sweet chili sauce. So as you can imagine, that was quite a big incentive to move every day to make sure that I wasn't going to be in that position. And ultimately I think when you hack for yourself, 
where do you sit on that scale, that can be a really powerful source of motivation as well. Um, So I encourage people when they're kind of going through and defining their big picture and how they want to move the dial, having that as an important safeguard as well is definitely worthwhile. Yeah, totally agree. I think, look, as we sum up sort of what we took out of September, that was really exciting. I think we enjoyed it so much as well, being able to socialise with our girlfriends. 100%. With it, um, which is now what we're carrying forward, though, in the next month and hopefully the month after that by doing the same thing but with different activities in mind. Absolutely. And I think I never really understood the importance of sport in terms of that social aspect of being able to just talk about something that was like not too personal, but like important talking shop. I'm not a big team sports person, but having a team challenge in that regard helped us kind of manage our own version of what exciting activities we like, but still being able to have like that idea of talking shop every day and egging each other on. That was really valuable. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Now, now that you mention it, you're right. None of us had really said that we had engaged in a team sport for a long time at least. Mm. And we were thinking, well, what's ways that we can get back into it, particularly when there's no community sport available. So sometimes you've just got to get creative and make the most of the situation. So I'd really encourage others to do the same in just, like I said, anything, just finding a, a topic or an idea that can allow you and your girlfriends or guy friends um, to bond over so that you can have a bit of banter. Yeah, so that was all from September in September. Oh, my God, what a mouthful. That we hope gives you some transferable lessons, even if it's something to kind of carry forward. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creative Corporates. As always, you can follow us at Creative Corporates on Instagram and make sure if you enjoyed this podcast to like, share and subscribe to someone else. Perhaps you want to share this with a friend and say, hey, this will be a really good idea. Maybe we should start a team challenge and let us know what you think in the reviews as well. We're always dying to hear from how people are enjoying our content. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.